Chapter 4 Overcome Your Common Time Management Problems Net Surfing Let's face it, the internet with its extensive amounts of information, lightning fast speeds and varied content has become a necessary tool for any small business owner. However, that same information and interesting content is responsible for untold amounts of time wasting each day. It is easy to fall prey to its charms. You log on to verify a shipment or research a new possible product line and it happens. You see a blurb about the hottest new vacation spot and off you go. Hours later, you have read the latest international news, checked your investments, booked your next vacation, and bought a pair of house shoes. Unfortunately, however, you haven't gotten a bit of work done. So, with all the temptation and the necessary information to contend with, what is an entrepreneur supposed to do? The answer is simple. You need to find a balance that focuses your efforts more successfully. Start by reviewing your activity tracking worksheet again. This time, however, only scrutinize the entries that are related to internet use. Pay close attention to the amount of time you spent surfing compared to the amount of actual work you completed. Once you can see the problem in black and white, you can actively see the need to do something about it. Next, make an online to-do list. While the heading Internet can be a daily entry on your regular to-do list, you need to make a separate, more detailed list for your online activities each day. Include everything related to the Internet on this list, including reading emails, ordering supplies, booking your vacation, even shopping for your mother's birthday present. Once your list is complete, reorder the entries according to priority. Next, jot down an estimate of time next to each entry. For example, agree to let yourself spend 10 minutes searching for and booking your hotel accommodations. Adjust the time allotment according to importance and degree of difficulty. Once you have your list completed and your time boundaries in place, vow to adhere to the list. Also, select a dedicated time period of each day to concentrate on your online to-do list. This will keep you from hopping on and off the internet at many different times throughout the day and running the risk of varying from your online to-do list. So, now that you have your internet time organized, how do you fight the temptation to wander off task? One good way is to take advantage of bookmarks. It is very easy to happen upon an interesting and potentially important website while conducting a work-related search. But, instead of ruining your well-laid time management plans, bookmark the site and add exploring that site to a future to-do list. All browsers have a bookmark or favorites options that allows you to save web pages to a folder for later viewing. Take advantage of this time management tool by creating folders based on topic and interest and delegating all newly discovered sites to the appropriate folder for future viewing. Email there is nothing more discouraging than logging onto your email account and realizing that the high number of new messages is sure to throw off your carefully calculated time allotment for the task. But do not despair. By creating a quick and organized email plan, you can ensure that all important emails are taken care of in a timely fashion, while still leaving room for the less important or even mundane messages. 
No matter which type of mail system you are currently using, Microsoft Outlook, AOL, or any of the others, they all come equipped with tools to help you organize and prioritize your message. Spend some time now learning about these tools and organizing these systems in order to cut down on wasted time later. Make routine emails easy to recognize. Many mail systems come equipped with a color coding option. Use this option to identify emails from regular contacts so that you can immediately determine whom the message is from and what you need to do with it. When using Microsoft Outlook, choose the heading Tools and then Organize to select Using Colors in order to select the color code you want for each contact. Organize with labeled folders. Most people already use this option to create folders dedicated to a certain contact or resource. But you can also use the folders to organize your mail in action categories. For example, adding folders headed with the titles Immediate, This Week, and General will allow you to quickly move the messages into the appropriate folders and store them in the order of priority for later review. Use Shortcuts Many mail systems include navigational tricks that can help you eliminate time-consuming multiple-step tasks. Microsoft Outlook, for example, supplies navigational tools that help you move around quickly inside your inbox. For example, pressing the Enter key will open up a message and pressing Escape will close it. Simplify your search. Once a certain folder has become overcrowded with emails, use the sort option in your mail system to organize the messages in a way that agrees with your current task. For example, if you need a message that a supplier sent to you three months ago, do not waste time scrolling down through the messages until you happen upon it. Instead, use the sort option to reverse the way the dates are numbered and move that message closer to the top of the list. Streamline your decision processes. Another useful way to take advantage of the folder option in your email system is to create three folders titled Action Required, No Action Required, and Unidentified. As you scan through the subject lines of each message, move the message to the appropriate folder. Read and take care of the mail in the Action folder immediately. Read and sort the mail in the No Action folder during a specified email session from your to-do list and ignore the unidentified mail until the end of the week when you clean out your mailbox. Regular Mail Now that you have the tools to organize your incoming emails, it's time to apply some of those same tricks to dealing with your incoming paper mail. And, luckily, the same basic principles apply. Again, organization is the key, and being able to make quick decisions about each piece of mail is part of this organization. Filing Folder Organization Begin by dedicating five different colored folders to your desk organization system. One color should be dedicated to mail that needs to be dealt with immediately. In this folder, place all mail that needs to be responded to that day, whether the response is a return letter, a phone call, or even a date to be jotted on your calendar. Next, dedicate a color to mail that needs to be dealt with this week. Delegate all the important but not immediately pressing mail to this folder to be dealt with at a designated time during the week. Next, choose another color that will be dedicated solely to bills. This folder will contain all bills or invoices that need to be paid. As you place them in the folder, make sure that you place them in order by due date 
to free up time when it comes to bill-paying day. Another idea for organizing bills is to dedicate a folder of similar yet different color to bills that have been paid. This can help you organize your receipts and invoices in a timely manner and make it easier to store those loose papers until filing day. For your fifth file folder, choose a color to denote information that needs your attention eventually, like, like informational reading or ads for new products. Items such as magazines, flyers, letters, and newsletters should be delegated to this folder. Then, the next time you find yourself searching for something to do while your computer defrags or you're enjoying your lunch, reach for this folder and eliminate some of its contents. Just be sure to take some sort of action with each piece after you have read it. File it, answer it, order it, or throw it away. Just be sure to never place it back in the informational folder. Another great time-saving mail option is to pay someone to sort it for you. This idea may seem extravagant, but this simple act could save you hours each week. By leaving the chore to someone else, you can more easily resist the urge to look at every halfway interesting ad or article that comes through the door. Just be sure to fully explain what is important and what can be tossed to your assistant. Phone Calls Managing Phone Calls Phone calls, both incoming and outgoing, can cause major disruption in your workday flow. Simple 5-minute phone calls turn into 15-minute phone calls. Repetitively left messages turn a 2-minute task into a 30-minute chore. The game of phone tag extends a 20-minute phone call into a week-long business meeting. No matter how you look at it, the phone can be a major problem for any time management plan. However, since the incoming calls, the ones you really have no outside control over, can be the most disruptive, we will take a look at some time management tips for those first. The first step in managing incoming phone calls is deciding whether or not to answer them. This step isn't really about screening your calls and deciding whom is important enough to talk to. It is more about deciding how those phone calls, no matter which contact they are from, will affect your daily work plan. So, how do you decide then? The decision is simple if you use the three-part quick decision plan. Thanks to the modern marvel of caller ID, on all cell phones and most home phone systems, you can determine who is calling before you pick up the phone. Use this technology to help you place the incoming call in one of the three categories. 1. Needs your full attention. These calls are the ones from clients, suppliers, or other contacts that will need your full attention and most likely some support paperwork. In order for you to complete any business during the call, these calls should be put through to voicemail. Then, when you are prepared for and focused on the matter, you should return the call. 2. Pressing, but can wait an hour or two. These calls that fall into this category are the ones that you had planned on making or returning later on in the day, or calls that you do need to attend to, but that are not drop-everything important. These calls should also be allowed to go through to voicemail and only retrieved when you are ready to carve out time for return phone calls. 3. Vitally important. These are the calls that you need to take to continue working on your projects for the day, or calls that you have been waiting on and there may not be, and there may not be the option of a better time. 
Once you have made your decision, stick with it. If you let a call go through to voicemail, do not retrieve it or return it until the time is appropriate according to your individual time management plan. And if you have decided to answer the call, well, you can save time there too. Use the following simple rules to protect your time while still putting your best foot forward. After all, as an internet marketer, most of your business is done online. What business you can do over the phone represents one of your best chances to impress your contact or customer. Use a professional introduction. Unless the incoming call is from a good friend, family member, or very familiar contact, it is best to start the call off in a professional manner. By beginning the conversation with a professional statement such as, Hello, Quick Corporation. This is John Smith speaking. You set the tone for a business-only, focused interaction. Provide the caller with your undivided attention. Since you have decided to take the call, it can only mean that this particular call was of the utmost importance. Act accordingly and stop everything else that you are doing. Flipping through paperwork, typing on your keyboard, even quick glances at your calendar can detract from your attention and convey an attitude of disinterest. Not to mention the fact that all the extra activity will take your focus away from the matter at hand and end up costing you more time when you have to ask for certain pieces of information again and again. Step away from your desk. If you are having problems staying focused, stand up and move a few steps away from your desk. This action will this action will move the distractions out of your line of vision and keep you from wandering back to other tasks absent-mindedly. Although you are not the one that initiated the call, you can still work towards controlling the conversation. If left unfettered, some callers will wander off topic or see the phone call as a chance to chat. Keep the call focused on track by asking direct, business-related questions and by providing short, concise answers. End the call when the business is through. Sometimes a conversation can be clear, concise, and quick. But when the business is completed, the caller tends to hang on the line. Stop this practice in a polite yet firm way and avoid the trap of wasted time by supplying a closure statement when you realize the call is essentially over. Statements such as, I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk. I needed this information to continue the project, so now I can get right back to work. Thank you so much for calling. Now that we have tackled the problem of incoming phone calls, it is time to take a look at ways to manage outgoing phone calls. Since you are in charge of placing these calls, they are ultimately much easier to control. By planning ahead and taking a moment to focus your thoughts before each phone call, you can easily shave hours off your daily phone call routine. Schedule phone calls into your to-do list. Set aside at least two time periods each day, one in the morning and one in the late afternoon, for making and returning phone calls. This scheduling will free up your time in two ways. 1. You will not have to stop yourself in the middle of a project each time you remember an important phone call you need to make. At the very least, you may need to stop a minute to add the phone call to your list, but then you can't forget about it until the designated time. 2. You will have time to plan for the phone call and prepare all relevant documents you need if you know exactly what time you are placing the call. This step will save you from hunting around for information while on the phone and ultimately using up more time than you had intended. Plan each phone call when you add it to your to-do list. 
Take a few moments to gather crucial information. Think about the reasons for the call and determine the desired outcome. By having a purpose in mind before you make the call, you will be more apt to stay focused and achieve the desired outcome of the call while taking as little time as possible away from your dedicated work hours. Prepare yourself and work area for the task of making phone calls. Prior to dialing, the number at the top of your to-do list, clear your desk and your mind. Keeping your desk clear from anything other than information pertaining to the call at hand will keep you from becoming distracted and prevent you from attempting to multitask. Place calls at convenient times. Yes, you want to attempt to make all your outgoing calls at a time that is most convenient for you, but you also need to consider the schedule of the person you are calling. If you know that a certain contact never arrives at his office until after 9 a.m., it won't do you any good to schedule a call to him at 8. Planning your calls based on your own schedule and the schedule of those you are calling will go a long way toward cutting down on the amount of time you waste leaving messages, retrieving messages, and playing phone tag. Have a message planned in the event that you reach voicemail. Having a planned message in front of you, just in case, will ensure that you leave all the information you originally intended to. Plus, detailed messages will help your contact know how to respond to your call and save you time when you receive a call back. State your name, a detailed reason for your call, the time and date of your call, your contact information, and the best time to contact you. And, most importantly, exactly what type of information you would like to be called back with. Procrastination Benjamin Franklin once said, You delay, but time does not. That statement pretty much sums up the problems of procrastination. Those individuals who fall prey to procrastination often find themselves putting off important tasks, time and time again, until time has run out. In order to beat procrastination, you must first understand why you let it happen. Maybe it comes from a subconscious fear of the project at hand. Maybe the pending task rates as the least enjoyable thing to tackle on your to-do list. Maybe the project seems too large to ever accomplish. Maybe you are waiting for the best time to take on the project, a time that never seems to come. Whatever your reason is for allowing procrastination to destroy your plans, it is time to learn how to control this major time management problem. While you will probably not be able to beat this destructive habit overnight, taking small steps each day to improve your situation will inevitably result in success. The first step in beating procrastination is recognizing the problem. Do you put things off because you lack motivation or because the project scares you? If the problem is lack of motivation, you need to pinpoint areas you need to change. For example, if you usually tackle high-energy projects after lunch when all you really want to do is lay down and take a nap, then you need to reschedule your workday to reflect your most productive hours. If the problem is your fear of a certain project, review the project to pinpoint exactly where the problem lies. For example, maybe the third part of the project involves using software that you are unfamiliar with. This fear can keep you from tackling the project, thus allowing you to avoid the possibility of failure. To overcome this problem, break the project down into achievable segments and learn what you need to about the project to become more confident in your abilities. 
After you have identified why you procrastinate, you need to remove the word procrastinate from your vocabulary. The more you call yourself a procrastinator, the more likely you are to become one. To help with this step, start replacing the negative word with a more positive, motivating one. For example, if you have put off deciding on a new banner ad campaign, instead of saying, I need to stop procrastinating, say, I will begin this project in one hour and impress myself with how much I can accomplish. With the first statement, you are cementing the negative habit and turning the act into a self fulfilling prophecy. With the second statement, you are reinforcing a positive action and increasing positive energy. Another way to overcome the mental causes of procrastination is to stop and think about your behavior each time that you find yourself falling into this time wasting trap. The next time you find yourself jumping at any excuse not to tackle a pending project, stop, take a breath, and ask yourself what the problem really is. Why do you not want to complete or even begin the project? Even if this step doesn't motivate you to change your behavior right then and there, at least it will help you become aware of the problem and the thoughts that lead to the continuation of the cycle. Once you have adopted the above mental tips, it is time to tackle the actual act of procrastination. The simplest and most effective way to do this is just to start. Many times, people avoid a large or confusing project because they cannot visualize ever completing it. This fear of ending keeps them from ever beginning in the first place. The next time you find yourself in this position, force yourself to start the project without worrying about the end. Starting something is usually fairly easy. The actual start or beginning of a project consumes only a small amount of time and lacks the importance of the actual body of the project. By using that mentality for each section of a project, you can keep yourself from becoming overwhelmed and actually finish a project before you feel as though you have even begun. So, the next time that you are facing a large project, begin each day with a vow to start the project. Then, pick up where you left off last time. Only this time, tell yourself that you will just start the work and see how far you get. You will probably surprise yourself once the pressure is off and work longer and more intently on the project than you first expected. Another great way to overcome the temptation of procrastination is to remove the things that trigger these thoughts. For example, if you have to clean up your desk or sort through a stack of jumbled notes before you can even begin working on a project, you are more apt to put it off. Than if it was all set up and ready to go for you. Organize all the paperwork on your desk. Keep your folders, both physical and those stored on your computer, organized and labeled for ease of use. Use color coding or another organizing system to track and separate the different segments of the project and make them easier to work with and within. If you have implemented all of the above techniques and still find yourself battling with pitfalls of procrastination, motivation may not be your problem. More likely, you have a problem differentiating between the importance of each task and end up doing too many things at once. This being busy without actually accomplishing anything mode can get out of hand and lead to your being bogged down with numerous areas of unfinished work. To defeat this type of procrastination problem, you need to learn how to better differentiate between important projects and urgent ones. Important tasks are those that must be done in order to further your career, build your business, or add to your personal life. 
These projects must be done on a regular basis and are usually easy to focus on because they are driven by personal reasons to succeed. Urgent tasks or projects, on the other hand, are those projects that require immediate action. Your website is experiencing problems. Your shipper cannot make a deadline. Your wholesaler will be unable to deliver the promised product, yet are not as important to your overall goals as the important projects. Contacting your web designer to fix a problem with an ordering button will, of course, make business run better today, but it is still a problem that is easily fixed and will not affect the long-term outcome of your business. Devising a company growth plan and working out the steps necessary to achieve this goal, however, will matter in the long run. Without a plan in place to research and navigate change and growth, your business will stay the same, or maybe even lose profits a few years down the road. While urgent projects cannot usually be planned for, they do need to be taken into account each day as you plan your work schedule. In the ideal time management plan, 75% of your actual workday will be dedicated to important tasks, those that grow your business and ensure your success. The other 25% of your day should be dedicated to urgent tasks, routine tasks, and housekeeping. So what do you do if every time you sit down to your work on an important task, an urgent one interrupts you? The most effective thing that you can do is to plan ahead. By knowing that these tasks will pop up and having a clear plan as to what you will do when they occur, you can minimize the amount of time it takes to fix each problem or tackle each task. Plan ahead by making a list of the possible emergencies or urgent tasks that could pop up. Then, make a notation next to each item regarding possible actions and solutions for each scenario. Possible courses of action include documenting the names and numbers of individuals that you can effortlessly delegate the task to, documenting the names and contact information for experts you may need to rely on, and planning out step-by-step -step plans that will lead to a speedy solution. If, after you have explored all the areas of procrastination and implemented each of the above techniques, you still find yourself losing numerous hours to procrastination each day, it may be time to bring in some outside help. The most effective option, albeit the most expensive, is to hire a procrastination coach. These experts have years of experience working with even the most stubborn procrastinators and can use their knowledge and experience to formulate a plan that addresses your individual needs. If the cost and maybe even the awkwardness of hiring a stranger to watch your every move intimidates you, you may think about asking a friend or mentor to become your procrastination coach. This person could be in charge of checking on your progress throughout the day and making you feel accountable for your actions. Usually, just knowing that someone will be judging the amount of work you have accomplished each day, especially someone that you respect or look up to, is enough to force you to let go of your procrastination habits. If nothing else, at least try to find a friend or business associate that has overcome the habit of procrastination and ask them for advice. Sometimes, just knowing that this habit can be beat is enough to motivate you to keep trying. Whatever you choose to do about your procrastination habit, vow to start now. Tell your friends and family members about your goal. Write it down on a piece of paper that you post by your desk. Do whatever motivates you to avoid letting your procrastination habit kill your procrastination goal.